0: Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and your host for this podcast series. This is episode 107 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is tarot and mediumship. And my special guest is my good friend, George Curry. Welcome, George.
1: Hi, Teresa. How are you?
0: I'm great. I am so excited to talk to you about this topic. I am also. Well, you are the only person I thought of for this one because mediumship, I think, is is it's hot right now. It's in with shows like you know the Long Island, I can say it, the Long Island <laughs> medium and things like that. But for people who don't know what a medium is, can you explain what a medium is?
1: Uh, well, my definition and I would I would suggest that people read up on the subject, is a, a medium is someone, a living person in physical form, who communicates with the spirit world, discarnate spirits. In other words, spirits that are not in a body. To me, that can include departed loved ones, which includes animals, and uh, people that you perhaps didn't know during your lifetime, like a great-great-uncle or great-great-grandmother. It can also include, in my estimation, spirit guides, uh, ascended masters, angels, you know, that sort of thing.
0: So can anybody tap into the other side and speak with the, the dad?
1: That's a great question. In my experience, I feel that not every... There is an idea that anybody is a medium. And I would say... Yes, but it's qualified. If you have ever loved anyone, and they have passed into the spirit world, if you if you have that heart connection with them, you can absolutely communicate with them. But that does not mean that one can necessarily be a, a, a meet a professional medium. If you're pursuing this and you're not work, you you don't have a soul's calling, then I think. You 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 have to be in bad mental shape because this work is really hard,
0: mm-hmm.
1: really really difficult. I feel it's a it's a calling from somebody's soul.
0: You know, I often say that about tarot too. That a lot of people assume that they can pick up a deck of cards, take a couple of classes, or get certified, and suddenly they think they're going to be a professional. But it's it's actually a lot harder than it looks. And I like to say you have to have the stomach for it.
1: <laughs> That's very true.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about um, tarot and mediumship. How might tarot help people connect with loved ones who've passed on?
1: Well, in, in my experience, I feel that tarot is a great tool for opening up to our psychic and intuitive abilities, which I feel everybody has to a degree. And in order to be a a, a really great medium, you have to be a great psychic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not every psychic is a medium, but every medium is a psychic. Did I say that right? I think so. That yeah. makes sense, actually. So it's a great door, and and you need that foundation of the psychic senses. If if, if that is not developed, there's no way you can take that leap into communicating with, uh, you know, departed loved ones. So tarot is great, absolutely great, and I love it. And you know, there are a lot of uh, Mediums who look down on using any tool of any sort. They say, "Well, if if you're really good, you shouldn't need it." And uh, well, I can't repeat what I say to them, but <laughs> I'll just I'll just tell you that uh, I I love the tarot. I love the images. I think it's fun. I feel that the the sitters really love it, and it can open the doorway to spirit communication.
0: So. You know, um, is there a particular deck that you feel that works better with mediumship work?
1: Not not for me. I the um, <coughs> excuse me, the maximum decks that I will use in a reading is two. Mm-hmm. I have two tarot decks. And if I'm doing another kind of reading I'll have two of those kind, but that's that's maximum. I, I, I just feel that the deck has an has to resonate with the reader. Okay,
0: so there's not like a special, there's not like one deck that's better over the other. It's actually going to be a matter of what works for you, correct?
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: Is there anything particular that you like to do to get ready to connect with um, mediumship work? Like, Is there any like rituals or things that you do to get yourself ready?
1: Yeah, and it's not pretty. <laughs> I, I basically, I allot a certain amount of time. I do sit, I meditate for an hour every day, But that's usually in the morning before I start my work. So if I have, let's say, five or six readings booked in a day, I will leave a little bit of time in between each, and I'll put on music that is really upbeat, and I'll dance to it. I told you you it wasn't pretty.
0: (laughs) But I'm going to ask you, so how does this dancing get you into
1: it? It gets me out of my head.
0: Ah.
1: I don't want to think... I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to think about the, the next client coming. Uh, I don't want to tune in. I just want to move to music that's really, that that excites me, that makes me happy, that's uplifting, and that I can move to.
0: I love that. And you know, so many people who do psychic or medium work, I like to say they live in their head and they're not connected to their bodies, which oftentimes then, eventually causes problems for the medium or the psychic or, you know, the tarot reader.
1: Yeah, so I'm does.
0: a very big believer in doing some daily movement in order to make sure that you're in your body.
1: Yeah, just don't ask to videotape me because that's not going to happen.
0: Well, you know, I I think I'm going to have to figure out a way to do this because I want to see this dancing that you're doing, and I want to know what song you're dancing to.
1: Oh, I have, I have an iPod, and there's a bazillion songs on there. And it's never the same.
0: So what's your favorite music to dance to to get ready for mediumship work?
1: I I really, truly love, this is not a cop-out, I love all kinds of music. The only thing I'm not a huge fan of, I would say, is heavy metal and opera. And I apologize for those people I've offended. (laughs) Um, Everything else is is up for grabs.
0: Well, I'm going to have to make you a Spotify list. That's going to be my next goal. Oh, (laughs) great. So, you know, let's talk about some spreads. There's a spread from this book called Tarot Prediction and Divination by Susan Blair Hunt, and it's called channeling The Channeling Chalice Reading, and I've used it with great success. In fact, I've even customized it to suit my taste, so I've changed it up a little bit. Um, Are there any spreads that you use for mediumship?
1: Oh, God, this is going to be such a dull answer. Uh, Not really. Normally, if I... Uh, when somebody comes to me I don't know if you found I'm sure you found this Teresa but I feel that a lot of times people don't know what they need Mm. sometimes people just need the psychic guidance that a, a tarot reading can provide some people really have a desperate need to communicate with a loved one who has passed and sometimes it's a combination of the two and I do my best not to make any judgment about that, until I'm sitting with the person and I tune into them, and let's ju- let's just say that they they need both psychic guidance and spirit communication. I will almost always start with the psychic
0: mm-hmm.
1: and deal with what's going on now in their life, and then I invite who- whichever loved ones might be there that have a desire to communicate, and it's not often not the person that they have utmost in their heart. It might be somebody else who starts out because they have something to say that's of import.
0: Are there I don't any know if that makes sense No, that makes There's... total sense. You know, actually I don't consider myself a medium per se, but um I oftentimes get dreams with people who've passed on. And I use tarot for mediumship work, but I get these really freaky dreams and sometimes they are people who have really no great connection to me. And when I deliver the message, it's always super impactful. I've had dreams about my ex-father-in-law, and the dreams have been really specific information that my children needed to know, which is very fascinating. I mean, I didn't talk to the man for over 30 years. So why is he coming? Well, it's because you know, on some level I'm open, and it's helping to get a message to the person who needs to get it.
1: Well, I would say you know that if you if you are oriented that way, through dreams uh, I would I would definitely continue. Some people are; they have. Uh, it's not the way I work. For me, it happens during the waking hours,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where I will hear things. I'm very auditory, but I realize I didn't answer your question about the spreads. Oh yeah. I don't I don't really use um, a ton of spreads. I might throw down at the beginning if I feel that they're. Situation is complex. The Celtic cross, and as I'm reading their day the, the more mundane the situations in their life, on the psychic level. After we're done with that, then I I, I give this a set, second, third, or fourth glance, and that's where the spirits will come through. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I'm just throwing down. I listen to the spirit world, and uh, they'll say, "Put down five cards." I'll do that. But it it's, tends to be boring. It's just a line from left to right.
0: Well, that's not boring, though. That shows like a story unfolding. I do a lot of spreads like that. So are yeah, there yeah. any particular tarot cards that you feel might indicate a message from the other side or maybe a guardian angel?
1: Um, yes, there are. Uh, the judgment card. Mm. Uh, to me, that's Archangel Gabriel mm-hmm. because of the horn. And that's all about communication. I know a lot of people look at it as some kind of karmic retribution, either from God or the things that they've done. But I've I've always felt that when that card appears, that there's a need for the person, number one, to listen to the promptings of their own soul Uh and then also pay attention to the non-physical, the discarnate beings that might be there to help and to work with them. Uh, the second for me is the Four of Swords. Mm-hmm. When you know traditional meaning is uh, honoring honoring the dead, the need for rest and recuperation, uh, that sort of thing. But to me, I, I really focus on the idea of honoring the dead. So when that appears, it means it's to me that either the client has mediumistic abilities, or that there are loved ones in the spirit world. That want to communicate with them and they're not listening, so that's where I will really encourage them to do something to develop. The
0: um, no, way you said it was the four of swords. Yes. Ah, uh, interesting. There's a couple other ones that I feel too, um, like yeah, the what four. Are they? Well, the four of cups, like someone's trying to get you a message, but they you're not listening.
1: Oh, great! I love that.
0: Um, the. Of course, the temperance and the lover's card and the judgment card, because they all have angels on them too, I see those as angelic messages. Or sometimes it might be that the person who's passed on wants to let them know that they're watching over them. And one of my other guardian angel cards is the strength card. So those are ones that I always see as like they're sending a message or the message coming through. That's beautiful. So the last thing. Thank you. The last thing I want to ask you, excuse me. What are your thoughts about the ethics on reading for people who passed on?
1: Well, if my my first of all, I feel it's a totally natural process. And I don't have any ethics about this as long as I'm uh the one area to me that's off limits is I I I really make every effort to make sure that I'm not imposing my own beliefs, attitudes, thoughts, and ideas on the message that might be coming from the spirit world. But if someone has lost someone and they are truly grieving, I consider it my responsibility to do whatever I can to help.
0: Right. I love that. And I love you, George, and I love your work so much.
1: And I adore you, Teresa. Thank you. I really enjoy talking with you.
0: Well, thank you. I've really enjoyed talking with you, too. And, George, where can people find you online if they want to work with you?
1: Uh, Best place is my website, spiritlovesyou.com. Again, it's spiritlovesyou.com. If you're interested in my work, sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive a couple of free gifts. And also, please, from there, like my professional uh, Facebook page.
0: And I would tell people that, you know, if you're really interested in learning, George teaches all over the world. So you certainly want to get in with a class with him when you can, because you'll be learning from a master.
1: So. Oh, shucks. <laughs> you're making me blush.
0: Well, I really respect your work. So I think and that also. if people are looking to learn this stuff, you're the
1: place to go. Thank you so much, Teresa.
0: Thank you. All right, people, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free introductory classes for tarot newbies, the tarot coloring book, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and lots of other good things for you to scope out and enjoy. Thanks again for listening and have a beautiful day. And hey, if you're enjoying this little podcast, take a moment to leave a kind review on iTunes because that's the nicest thing for me and it's also the easiest way to help other people find their way to this podcast. And, of course, i like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. If you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.